Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Twenty years ago, a new food publication launched in St. Louis. It was 1999, and the Internet was still in its infancy. But that's where Sauce started. Two years later, co-founders Allison Mace and Kat Neville launched a print edition, and the rest was history. Now, that was years before the struggles that have engulfed the media industry. But the idea of a food magazine dedicated solely to the St. Louis food scene must have still seemed like a giant leap of faith. Who would read it? Who would advertise? And really, a magazine only about St. Louis food? 20 years later, Sauce Magazine is still going strong, and a huge reason for that is publisher Allison Mace, who remains with the publication to this day. So, Allison, thank you so much for joining us today. Super happy to be here. And also joining us is the magazine's longtime art director. That's Mira Nagarajan. Mira, welcome back to the show. Thank you. And finally, we're joined by restaurateur Bill Caldwell. He's known for his beloved St. Louis area restaurants, and until his semi-retirement last year, that included BC's Kitchen and Cardwell's at the Plaza. Bill, welcome to the show. Thank you. Do you read Sauce Magazine? What makes you pick up an issue? What do you look forward to? Give us a call at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. Or you can send us a tweet at STL on air or email us at talk at stlpublicradio.org. So, Allison Mace, first, 20 years. How does it feel to have 20 years under your belt? Uh, it's it's a little humbling, actually. Um, I, I When I started this, I didn't think that far in advance. I mean, it's a, you, you get up, you do it, and, you know, next thing you know, it's 20 years has gone by. And for those of us who pick this up every month, it just seems like part of the fabric of St. Louis. But what ever possessed you in the first place to say, yeah, I think we need a magazine to cover food? Well, you know, uh, before I started the magazine, I was in the restaurant business through, you know, college to get myself through college. But also, um, I, I did about 15 years in the restaurant business. And I just fell in love with the the industry, the hospitality industry, and um, uh, the people that are in the business. They're like family to me. And you know, I was I was looking around, and there was no great representation for the people that were you know working so hard, like Bill, and many other great restaurateurs in the city. So I was like, you know what? Why 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 isn't anybody talking about this? scene what what makes uh, St. Louis so great in the in the culinary scene so I said well you know what I want people to know who these people are I want people to learn more about how to eat and dine in St. Louis so it just uh, came naturally so this was all before Facebook and Twitter how did you even go about getting people to understand they needed to go to this website and read what you were working on well I'll tell you what it was not easy uh, a lot of grassroots a lot of word of mouth um, I was I would stand at uh, the the taste events around town with little flyers that said saucecafe.com um, please check us out we're new and you know we're talking food and and chefs in St. Louis and you know it, it just took a little while you know it, it really did and that's one of the reasons I started the print publication is to promote the website isn't that funny it's it's backwards of how so many people do it but mm-hmm. you knew if you could put that there in the lobbies in the restaurants people would see it right i mean i do things tend to i tend to do things backwards so starting an online magazine um was very unusual back then and then doing going into print but it actually did work um because it was it was more affordable at the time to make a magazine and highlight all my 
online restaurateurs than to buy advertising in any local publication at the time. Mm -hmm. And it really did launch a a new conversation with the city of St. Louis. So Bill Cardwell, 20 years ago, um, you've been called the godfather of the St. Louis restaurant scene. You were one of the the big deal chefs even then. What was the reaction from chefs and and fellow restaurateurs when they began this publication? I was saying to Allison earlier, I can't remember, can't believe it was 99, but I think, you know, Prior to Allison's venture, um, there really wasn't a print voice. I mean, there was, you know, Joe Pollock who did for the Post, and there were a couple other food writers, um, and what was that weekly or whatever? I think Joe's column was whatever. But it was really limited to one voice at one time. Where Allison's publication is multiple voices. Um, I think she's very fair to everybody. It's I don't really look at it as a review kind of paper. It's mm-hmm. just a really great informative, you know, uh, informative uh, food uh, publication that mm-hmm. um, I look forward to every month because I learn something from it. I see something. I go, oh, I've never heard of that or I haven't been here. Or And I think as a business person, I mean, she really, really has helped me out a lot. How because so? just keeps you out there. I mean, people read it and they go, oh, we forgot about that place or whatever. They know what you're doing or time to go back and have a meal there Yeah, or just, you know, about your life or whatever. It's it's a phenomenal publication. Gerard Kraft, who's the chef behind Sardella, Pastoria, Cinder House, so many great St. Louis restaurants. He uh, took out an ad in your 20th anniversary edition and wrote that sauce was one of the biggest reasons we moved to St. Louis. That's a, a direct quote. Bill Cardwell, do you think that by covering this scene so carefully and with such attention that sauce ended up changing the scene. I do because I came here in the early 80s when I worked for a national restaurant company based in Kansas City and opened a restaurant on Bristol Bar and Grill, which is our seafood concept in 1981. And there wasn't a lot going on in St. Louis in 1981. Mm-hmm. Um, and there weren't very many, what I would say, multiple concept or even chain restaurants. And still there aren't very many chain restaurants in St. Louis. It's really been a, it's a city that's very loyal to entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And I'm very grateful for the 30 plus years that I was in business that I had such a great following of of clients. And I think um, the same holds true for Sauce. I mean, people are going to pick up Sauce quicker than they're going to maybe pick up some other publication that's not local and not Mm -hmm. as loyal to local people. People understand this is for St. Louis. But the demographics of St. Louis changed a lot. I was thinking about this morning, you know, people like Gerard, other chefs that maybe were born here and raised, went to high school here, left trained, came back, um, and are now, you know, starting their own businesses and are very successful. Um, chefs that maybe married their spouse. Um, I'll use Kevin Nash as an example. Kevin Nash is not from St. Louis. That's the chef of Sydney Street Cafe yes, and Peacemaker. Right. Kevin came here to go to St. Louis University, met his wife, Mina, here, eventually started working his family has a restaurant in Santa Fe and you know he's now doing a concept based on his family's Latin tradition of restaurants. So I think um, it's just the window for St. Louis has really opened up in terms of opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's certainly so much more national press now paying attention to the scene here. Well, everybody flew over St. Louis. Everybody, I, mean, I used to have customers come in in the 80s into Cardwell's and Clayton and they'd say, oh, we were just in New York and we had this dish or we were here and we had that dish. And I said, you know, we could make that dish for you. And we've tried dishes like that. You won't buy them here. <laughs> and that has changed what people buy and what they will you know, the whole dining scene is, is 
so exciting. Amira, now you've been at Sauce for 11 years. What's the biggest change you've seen in the St. Louis dining scene during that time? I think people, uh, we, we give our readership a lot of credit. I think readers are really savvy and very open to new ideas, and we love sharing stories with them that open their minds to things that where maybe they wouldn't have tried a dish before, and we photograph it and talk about it and explain the origin of it, and then people suddenly are interested in it. So I think the change that I've seen is that people are more and more adventurous and more open to trying new concepts. And I think that, and also there's this consciousness of like, where is this coming from? Where is my food coming from? Where is the source from? I think those questions are more prevalent now than they ha- than they were when I started in 2008. So it just, our readership is really amazing and smart, and we, we give them a lot of credit. Now, Allison, I think the true test for Sauce may have been about 10 years into its run when you and Kat ended up going separate ways, and she later started a different food magazine, which is Feast. Did you ever think maybe this town isn't big enough for two of these things? Are we in trouble? I mean, that must have been just a hard time. No, I, not at all. I, I'm, you know, I've had ink in my blood. I'm, I'm raised from a newspaper family. I know the restaurant business inside and out. Um, the the people that um, back me then are backing me now even more. Um, I think because Sauce has such a a close knit um, uh, tie to the the culinary fabric of the city, I had no. I had no worries whatsoever. If anything, we've actually done better. Mm-hmm. Yet at the same time, the public, the landscape for print publications in general is so scary. I, I come from that world, so I, mm-hmm. I can say that from experience. What do you think has kept Sauce going where people still eagerly pick up this print publication when they could just as easily read their phone? Well, you know, th- that's, you know, a lot, that's kind of a, I don't know, maybe a misnomer at this point because people said print was dead. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I think if you can pick up a publication and you have a tangible item in your hand, it's you have a, a, a more close relationship to the content and the brand. And I think, you know, when when people learn that I, I work for Sauce or any of them, anyone that works for me, and I say, no, I work for Sauce, and they're like, oh, my God, I love that publication. That's been since day one. We have a, a, an intimate um, relationship with the people of St. Louis, and I think that's why we continue to thrive. Now, Bill Cardwell mentioned that you guys aren't doing the sort of classic restaurant reviews in that your critic might light somebody up, say, this place is terrible. We're going to give it one star. Why is that? You know, it doesn't do anybody any good on either side, the reader or the restaurateur. Um, We're critical, but we also understand that these are people that are small businesses. They put their heart and soul on those plates. Um, It doesn't do anybody any good. So, you know, our our main goal is to serve our readers. But also, we're going to be fair. We're going to be unbiased. And we're never bought. No one knows who our reviewer is. Um, I think we're the only one in town that still maintains that anonymity. But um, we want everybody to come away with something really positive. If If it is critical for the restaurateur, then yeah, they're gonna they're gonna say, hey, maybe I should look at that. And the same thing, you know, if you're a reader just sees glorious reviews all the time, they come in and have a bad review or a bad experience. They're not gonna trust the magazine. And and trust and integrity is one of my um, cornerstones for the magazine. To add to that, I think we've we've all had the experience of like a new place is opening. We'll go check it out. It doesn't. It's not good. They're not ready. And so in instead of us going in on that magazine on that uh, restaurant and just trashing it we choose to focus on the restaurants that we can make a good recommendation we could say to somebody like this is this place is worth your money it's like get in your car and you make the time commitment the financial commitment to go eat there 
we want to recommend places like that. So, I mean, that is a choice that we made is like mm-hmm. instead of trashing people. We want to make we want to make St. Louis shine as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, the old days of knocking restaurants down, there was a, a, a publication that had a reviewer that was just brutal. And it just doesn't do anything good for the city. It's not good for anybody. And we're here to highlight what's great about St. Louis. That's Allison May. She's the publisher of Sauce Magazine. We're also joined by the art director, Mira Nagarajan, and Bill Cardwell, a longtime restaurateur here in town. Bill, do you think the fact that Sauce has sort of had that perspective of wanting to elevate the scene and not tear it down has changed its relationship with the, oh, the people that it covers? Yeah, without question, because as a business person, you know, when you put your heart and soul into a restaurant or whatever it is, whether it's grab and go or full service or whatever it is, it's a lot of time, energy, and money and commitment. And if someone simply with a stroke of a pen comes along and says that they don't like your soup or they don't like this, or they don't like that or whatever in a very negative framework, I mean, it's financially destructive. Mm-hmm. Um, and there have been restaurants that have been destroyed. I mean, there's chefs in other parts of the world that have committed suicide because they got a bad review. God uh, forbid. Literally. No, seriously, yeah. literally. But so I think, you know, I read a lot. I'm a little Jurassic Park with, with the whole um, new social media thing. But as now I have more time, I follow a lot of things. And I mean, it's just before coming on the show, I was looking at Eater, which is a, a big thing. And I follow New York and I follow San Francisco, I follow cities I love. And, you know, stories about restaurants, restaurateurs. But I also think that, you know, when a restaurant opens, it's a lot of excitement. Also, when a restaurant closes, it's really sad because mm-hmm. whatever reason a restaurant closes, um, someone's losing out. Mm-hmm. Whether it's employees, ownership, investors, it doesn't really matter. And, you know, I'm very happy and I just really thankful and humble about the fact that I was able to keep a business going. It's a business, whether it's, you know, and kept it going for a long time for 30 plus years. Okay. So, you know, I mean, I, I, you know, here restaurants just recently was mentioned today, a restaurant is closing that hasn't been open a year. And I had not been there, but I know the people that chef there and they're very talented. This is oaked. Yeah. yeah, That is a big loss. And friends of mine, um, go there regularly because they live in that neighborhood. And, and it's, I don't, you know, you don't actually ever know the reasons, but it's never, it's never good for anybody. You know, speaking of closing, I went back and looked at the cover of your first print issue because Mira put together this this wonderful spread for, for this month's issue. And I noticed that it covered Gerard's Restaurant in De Pere, which just closed this month after a 24-year run. Mm-hmm. Allison, is there any restaurant you look back on, um, the closure that you particularly lament, of all the many great restaurants that we've had in this town during oh, your... Oh, man, that's a tough one. I mean, I, I don't get asked that very often. Um, you know, I knew Gerard, uh, and uh, I actually did a website for him like I did for you, Bill. Yeah. Um, and uh, he was he was doing some great stuff in a really tough area, I think, mm-hmm. um, being an independent restaurant owner. But, I, I mean, there are, there are so many that have closed, and, mm-hmm. and you know... You know the monarchs, the you know all of those type type of restaurants. Um, I'm I'm more focused on what happens to those restaurateurs after the chefs that worked underneath them. Where how can we lift them up? How can we make their dreams still viable in the city of St. Louis? So that's really what I'm going to focus on always. Mm-hmm. Mira, going back to those covers for a moment, um, I couldn't help but look at how much the look had changed over time and just how beautiful so many of these covers are. Oh. Are there any that you look back on as that's the one I'm the most proud of? Um, 
Well, the most proud of, it's hard to say, but there's one that is very memorable to me. It's the May 2009 cover with um, farmers and chefs. It was like, it was called Local Alliances, and it was about why chefs and farmers' relationships really matter. And at the time, um, well, the cover was uh, Joanna Dooley, who was at Claverack Farm and Gerard Craft. But inside, one of the portraits we did was of uh, Dave Hildebrand at Prairie Grass Farms and Kevin Nashen at Sydney Street Cafe. And Dave had brought in a lamb to the photo shoot. A live lamb? A little lamb. It wasn't oh. a lamb ready for slaughter, but, you know, it's a very sustainable livestock option, and I understand that. But he brought this lamb, and she was crying, and she was nervous, and he let me hold her. And that was the last day that I was a lamb eater. And it was such That's a, what made you a vegetarian. Well, it was, part, it was the beginning of the journey, I guess. But it's like there's so many moments like that that uh, I've had the pleasure of having during this time working at Sauce. Like so many moments like that that, are, that seem small on that day, but they really affect you and change you. And I think that is one of my most memorable Let's talk briefly about the state of the St. Louis restaurant scene today. Bill, what are your thoughts? Where do you see things going in the coming years based on this moment that we're in right now? Oh, boy, that's a tough question. Um, You know, is there room for everybody? Yeah, there (laughs) are a lot of restaurants opening um, every month. I think that, you know, um, you know, it's just it's not just easy. um, Oh, I'm going to open a restaurant. I mean, and I've so many young people have worked for me that have moved on and been successful. Some have had not success, not because they weren't talented, but just whatever the economics of it or location or partnerships or there's lots of different reasons. Um, so I, the, the future is I think it'll continue to grow. I mean, there are people all the time that want to put restaurants in. I mean, I'm approached, you know, multiple times a week since uh, I closed Plaza Frontenac. Um, in which I probably wouldn't have closed. I didn't close because I had a bad business. I didn't close because we had uh, lack of clientele. I didn't close because I didn't think the food was still great. Uh, I closed a business decision with my landlord. Mm-hmm. And clear and simple. Yeah. You know? And I'm not a spring chicken. Um, I thought it might be kind of fun to lay back, but I've realized um, all I've ever done my whole life is cook. So you might be back. Uh, in some framework, yeah. That's what we can look forward <laughs> to in the St. Louis restaurant I asked him that earlier. Scene. I'm like, when are you coming back? <laughs> it's just, you know, it's just the money is a tough thing these days. It really is. So I, the landscape will, will definitely change. And unfortunately, there'll be great places that close because of whatever reason. And there'll be new places to take step into that footprint. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, an exciting thing is look right down the street here. I mean, there's a lot of... Um, skepticism maybe or speculation of how will the foundry do mm-hmm. it's a huge financial investment it's a, a great visionary i think steve smith is a visionary and what he's you know done with this whole neighborhood um and other parts of the city so and on that note unfortunately we're out of time bill cardwell thank you so much for joining us today allison mays and mira nagarajan of sauce magazine thank you for being here and congratulations on 20 years thank you so much thank you This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.